Peace and blessings, family. I hope everyone is doing well. Once again, it's Kay Marie back again with another episode. And first, I just want to say I apologize sincerely, family, for the extended hiatus. Um, As you know, everyone is going through in these times right now, the um, coming out of this uh, health crisis that the world has been in, we'll call it that. Um, a lot is changing and a lot is happening. Um, but one thing that, um, has been prevalent and even pervasive in culture during this time has been worry. And it's the main topic that I want to talk about today on today's episode is worry is a sin and what to do about it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not rocket science everywhere that you turn, whether it be on the news, um, in having, you know, casual conversations with friends and loved ones, especially what's been happening as of, uh, recent with the newest strain, um, that they've come up with that's, uh, you know, affecting the world at large. There's been a healthy dose and injection of worry and really fear into, you know, the minds and hearts of those listening. And um, we know that, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, it says in Romans um, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about worry, um, what it stems from, what to do about it, how to overcome it and how to break it in Jesus name. But before we get into it, I just want to open up with a quick word of prayer. So father, we just thank you for today. Thank you for bringing us thus far by faith. We thank you that, uh, you've kept us that you are continuing to keep us in your perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed upon you. Father, I just cover all those who listen to this podcast and that they are blessed by what they are here, by what they hear, and that it may be beneficial uh, to them in some way. And I ask this in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. Amen and amen. All right, so this is a topic that um, I really have been wanting to tackle and talk about for some time uh, because it's really sad to see, especially, unfortunately, how many saints are allowing themselves to be ruled by fear and be consumed with worry. Um, but, you know, let's... let's uh, Let's dig a little into the etymology of the word 
worry and see what it comes from. And maybe that'll give us some insight into how to combat it, how to fight it. So Webster's Dictionary says to worry is to her to harass by pursuit and barking, to attack repeatedly, also to tear or mangle with teeth. Wow. Interesting. So that's the first one. Second one, to harass or beset with importunity or with care and anxiety, to vex, to annoy, to torment, to tease, to fret, to trouble, and to plague. And then lastly, the third definition given is to harass with labor and to fatigue. So given those definitions, we definitely know that um, it's not good to worry. It's not healthy to worry. It's vexing to the spirit. It is a harassment it really what it is let's just call it what it is it's an attack from our mortal enemy who is satan um the accuser of the brethren he comes but to kill steal and destroy um so we are to uh resist the devil and he will flee we are instructed and so how do we resist worry how do we resist fear well we do that by arming ourselves with the word of God, you know, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, you know, gives us the putting on the whole armor of God. And, you know, but it's not enough to just read those verses of scripture and just, oh yeah, I'm putting on the armor. No, you have to get into what each piece of the armor does. So the helmet of salvation Okay, the helmet, you think that's covering your head. Your head is where your brain is or your, your mind, your will, your, your emotions. Um, so the word says that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in order to keep the faith, or keep our salvation, we are to keep the word of God on our mind. In the book of Psalms, David, the writer, he says, I've hidden thine word in my heart that I may not sin against thee. It's very important to have however many scriptures you you feel you need, but let the Holy Spirit lead you. But it's really important, especially in these t- trying times, to have verses of scripture that you can recall easily that speak to your spirit, that strengthen and encourage you, that sharpen you, um, that sustain your faith in the Lord. Um, my favorite is the 91st Psalm. I mean, it's just the ultimate, you know, it's a, it's a powerful protection prayer psalm, warfare psalm. Um, It talks about the promises of God. It talks about uh, safety, you know, in his arms and under his feathers. So when you feel 
the attack of the enemy trying to bring worry or fear uh, upon you, you can you can go to that scripture and say, hey, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom, you know, I trust. You know, I'm, look, I'm not looking at the scripture per se. I'm just going off the top of my head, but yeah. So being able to have that uh, lexicon of scripture within your heart is definitely helpful in fighting against the enemy when he tries to um, bring worry or doubt. All right, so the helmet of salvation. Then you have the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of righteousness so righteousness that's right standing with the father you know the word says there's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus the enemy is the accuser of the brethren so when he comes and brings accusation against you to say you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough. All the lies that he's subliminally or maybe directly, whether he uses a family member or someone close to you or a spouse or whoever to bring those hurtful words, you can say, no, that's a lie. I know who I am in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. Behold, all things, old things have passed away. All things have been made new. So you are made righteous in Christ. Now, does that mean that you have a license to go around sinning and do what you want to do? Of course not. Father God said, be thou holy for I am holy. You know, you got a lot of people that um, buy into this false, once saved, always saved doctrine, and that couldn't be further from the truth. If that were the case, why does the word say, work out thine own salvation with fear and trembling? Now, that's not also to say that we have to go around, uh, you know, doing every law you know, in the in the Mosaic law and the Talmud and all that. And if we miss one jot or one tittle that we're not found righteous, no. Because, see, our righteousness is not in and of ourselves. You know, God said that our righteousness is, our, is like filthy rags. Okay, when he looks at us, our righteousness is as filthy rags. But when we accept Christ and his sacrifice and what he did on the cross, God instead sees the blood of his son in place of our sins. That is what makes us righteous. And so think of it as every time you transgress, every time you sin, that the blood of Jesus is there for the remission of those sins 
it is your job to repent and repent is not oh lord forgive me but actually turn away from that sin and come back to the feet of jesus and allow him to cleanse you from all unrighteousness amen that is what working out your soul salvation with fear and trembling looks like okay so going back to the armor that's the breastplate of righteousness so then we have the sword of the spirit i'm sorry we have the okay let me see let me go back <laughs> Let me break open the word because I'm going off the top of my head. Y'all forgive me. <laughs> let's see. Let's go to Ephesians. I'm rusty because I'm not done an episode in a while. I should have had this pulled up. But that's all right. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. All right. Okay. The shield of faith. You know what? I think I'm going to save that for last because that's what I really want to uh, drive home. So let's see. We did the breastplate of righteousness. We did the helmet of salvation. Ah, feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Preparation of the gospel of peace. The word says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. So when we put aside our own will, our own thoughts, insecurities, emotions about something that we're worrying about, when we, when we put that aside and we decide to allow the, the Father to order our steps and follow his leading and guiding, he will lead and guide us into perfect peace. You know, again, the word says those whose mind is stayed upon him, he'll keep in perfect peace. I'm reminded of when Peter was in the boat and at first the disciples were frightened because they didn't know that it was Jesus that was walking upon the water. They thought it was a ghost, they said. Well, then, you know, Jesus said, you know, fear not, it is I. And Peter said, well, Lord, if it's really you beckon me to come out of the boat. So then the Lord was like, come, you know, come on. So then Peter got out and at first he was walking and everything was fine. But then he began to look around at the darkness and look around at the winds and the waves. And he got scared and he began to sink. What happened there? 
instead of keeping his eyes on the Lord and fixed on the Lord and walking all the way out to him, he began to look around and look at the circumstances around him and it began to eat away at his faith, which caused him to sink. The word of God says, the just shall live by faith. Worrying and fear are the opposite of faith. As a matter of fact, they are the antithesis of faith, meaning that fear or worry cancels out faith. So you can't be full of fear or worry or doubt and be full of faith. That's why the book of James says, you know, a man, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, you can't be both. They're, they're an oxymoron. They're opposites. So you have to choose. You either choose to believe God and his word and what he says you you choose to believe that he's got you in the palm of his hand and nothing shall by any means pluck you out of his hand or you will feed into the devil's lies you'll believe the lie because you choose you chose as an act of your will not to believe God you took your eyes off of him and that's bringing me to um, the last part um, of the armor of God, which is the shield of faith. Matter of fact, I'll read that verse of scripture. Ephesians 6 and 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Ladies and gentlemen, if we don't have our shield up, our defenses up, we are defenseless. Uh, faith is the currency of the kingdom. The, the word of God says without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that come to him must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We cannot expect God to come through for us and to deliver us out of what we're in unless we really truly believe first in our hearts that it's already done. One thing that the Lord has taught me is that, you know, there's a verse of scripture that people love to quote, which is, if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask for what you will and it shall be given unto you. And a lot of people take that, you know, liberty and say, well, that means I can have whatever I want. You know, God said, and it's like, no, you have to be surrendered to him. Let's break that down. He said, if you abide in me, he told us that we need to abide in the vine that he is the vine and we are the branches. That means whatever nutrients, whatever goodness 
that is in him flows in through him to us. Okay. So we abide in him. That requires surrender. You can't be in him and think you can do what you want. It doesn't work that way. You know, Jesus is not some genie in the bottle. He is your Lord and master. And if you have not made him Lord and master of your life, then really what are you doing? (laughs) Because that's who he is. At least that's who he should be to you. He died for you. He bled and died for you, for all of your sins, for the sins of all humanity for all time. He is worthy of your sacrifice. Romans 12 and 1, Apostle Paul admonishes us, Therefore, brethren, I beseech you to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That, it's only reasonable. It's only right. They beat him beyond recognition for nothing. He was 100% completely innocent. Okay? But see, before he came down to this earthly estate... Before he created the heavens and the earth, because Jesus is the word made flesh, John 1, he knew we would need a savior. He knew there would be a fall and that he would have to come before the foundation of the earth. He knew. And he decided then, That he loved us so much that he would give himself up as a sacrifice for all mankind for all time. So it's only right for us to walk circumspectly of him and to to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. All right. So back to... The other scripture, it says, you know, if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, you should ask for what you will and it should be given unto you. So my word abide in you. Okay. That can be, that's, that's indicative of the word, which is Christ Jesus himself. And also his written word, his logos word, written word. That's why it's important to get word down in you to feed your spirit man. So that you, you know, like, like the writers, like David said, I've hidden my word, your, your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. So you're you're being offensive and not defensive is what I'm getting at. You're on the offense. You're arming yourself against the wiles of the enemy that you may be able to stand in the evil day. 
which is the days we are in today, right now. Amen. I think we can all agree on that. You could just turn on any world news and see all of the, the drama unfolding right before our eyes in all the countries of the world. Well, maybe not main lamestream media, but, <laughs> you know, you can go on YouTube and different places and see what's really going on. But um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, the shield of faith, we got to pick that thing up. We have to yield, wield it against the fiery darts that the enemy will throw. He'll throw lies. I can think of one great big lie that's plastered across mainstream media and all of television right now, but, uh, uh, you know, has to do with this health crisis going on. <laughs> but God's people, unfortunately, the, the, the Lord said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And that's definitely the truth. And if I had anything to add to that, I would say it's also from a lack of faith. It's also from a lack of trusting God that he is enough. That he can supply all your need according to his riches and glory, which is in Christ Jesus, Matthew 6 and 33. If you seek ye first the kingdom, that's the problem. And I won't get too far off the tangent, but um, a lot of that stems from idolatry. We have made things, people, places, careers, social media, people's opinions our idols modern day Baal worship because we don't want to surrender we don't we don't want to submit and a lot of Christians unfortunately have just been spoon-fed lies right out of the pulpits of the churches therein that you know Oh, I'm all right. You're all right. We're all all right. No. Examine yourself to see that ye be in the faith. I'm going straight off the dome with a lot of what I'm saying. So, you you know, you're not going to get the scripture references. You have to search them out for yourself. Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever. (laughs) But seriously, though, folks. We are in a time now where, like the word says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Yeah, that's the time we're in. This is not the time to be leaning to your own understanding. This is not the time to trust so-called leaders you know, in our communities, uh, in our, in our, well, 
let me not say they all can't be trusted, but what I am saying is, first and foremost, before you do anything, you need to check with God. You need to check with your heavenly father. And he will order your steps. And to be forewarned is to be forearmed. No man goes into battle without his gear on, without some type of intel of the mission and what he was sent to do. Don't pursue and go after something without clearing it with your father first. Repent for the worry and the fear and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to give you the clarity that you need before you make a decision. Amen. Well, my time is almost up. And I want to say thank you all for sticking with me this long. If you're still listening, God bless you. And I'm going to close this out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I just pray right now that this word be (laughs) the shot in the arm your people need in this hour for the days ahead. Help them, Lord, on their journey. And I seal this in 